This is Vosh Vodi. It has been a very long time since a group of people on the planet have come together and declared themselves inherently different and in need of protection. I'm talking about the 1950s when Harry Hay and the Mattachine Society announced that gays and lesbians were different and deserved protection. Today, it's a different community. My special guest is Hida Valoria, artist, writer, and director of OII USA. Hi, Hida. Hi. Why don't you do this? Why don't you tell me how you identify yourself? I identify as a Latina intersex woman and writer, activist, human rights activist. And the word in that little phrase that probably most people aren't familiar with is intersex. So you identified yourself as intersex. Yes. I'm aware that back in 2006, this community that you're talking about was defined as having disorders of sexual development. Didn't that just take care of this? Well, I'm not sure what you mean by take care Neither of. Neither do I. <laughs> <laughs> That's a hard question. What are you... You're saying that you're a different people. Mm-hmm. And the medical community said that you just have disorders of sexual development. Why are you a different people? You're just like one of us. You mean normal men and women with a disorder? Yeah. Well, that's one way to look at it. And I think that was the intention, actually, of that label, is to ease parental discomfort with the idea that their child is intersex, which had implications with implied androgyny. It had associations with the LGBT community at that point. And so the idea was that this label would be preferable for parents. However, there have been major difficulties with the label. For example, I know one woman who started receiving medical treatment and being exposed to this label. And after growing up, you know, with a fairly healthy self-esteem, she just kept hearing herself referred to as a disorder, and she eventually ended up opting for surgery when she actually wouldn't have otherwise, and now deeply regrets it, but she internalized this view of herself as having something wrong with her body. And I think that is what's deeply problematic, that and also the fact that while it may ease parental discomfort, it also facilitates the infant genital surgeries, which are typically called normalizing surgeries, and they are recommended in order to make our bodies more typically male or female. And everyone that I've spoken to, and there's just dozens of reports from adults who received these surgeries of how harmful they were. They are, in fact, very similar when they're done to intersex women like myself who have ambiguous genitals. They're the same surgeries that are now banned in the U.S. as female genital mutilation. And they often leave women anorgasmic, which means unable to have an orgasm. If not completely anorgasmic, they definitely decrease sexual pleasure. And not just that, they also leave people feeling scarred and as if something is wrong with them. You know, how can my parents do this? There must be something wrong with me if I need to endure this. So all advocates agree that we want these surgeries to end. We want to have the right to choose for ourselves whether or not we want to do anything to our bodies. But having us officially labeled as a disorder actually makes it possible for parents who aren't wealthy and need medical coverage to get coverage for this non-medically necessary procedure of these surgeries. So it's, in effect, facilitating the surgeries. What is intersex? Intersex people are born with, or sometimes develop in puberty, variations in biological sex. And that can look many different ways. It can be someone like me who's born with ambiguous genitals, or it can be people who are born with completely typical bodies but have a different chromosomal 
makeup that is not typical. There are variations such as XXY, XYY. There's people who are born with XY chromosomes, which are typically male, but look externally just like any other women. So they are labeled and raised as female, as you know, one would think, because why would you label someone who looked female anything else? And yet, by the technical definition, having internal testes and XY chromosomes, they are not female by the technical definition. So we really make up a wide range of people who look very feminine, very masculine, and everywhere in between. So it's kind of impossible to lump us all together in a way. But what we do have in common is that we have sex traits which are different, and this is the reason that we are discriminated against. Wow. You are the physical forms of all of the chromosomal combinations that we know exist. Yes, exactly. Although I will say that there are chromosomal variations that make people more typically male or more typically female. Like there's triple X, actually. I like that. I know, right? (laughs) There is an XXX chromosomal variation. And these women are not labeled intersex because they are more feminine, right? And so society doesn't see that as a problem. On the flip side, also men with an extra Y chromosome, XYY. Well, they actually, they were for a while in the past said to be more... um, Like Spartans? No, no, no. Yeah. They were said to be more susceptible to be criminals (laughs) because, you know, they're overly masculine and maybe that could go the wrong way. But they're also not labeled intersex. The real problem that society has is with people that break sex and gender norms, right? And that's why when it's detectable at birth, we often suffer. In Western nations, we are very often operated on in some way or receive some treatment, which we did not request. And sometimes this is even sex reassignment at birth. So if an intersex boy is deemed to have a penis that's going to be too small to grow up to be a happy boy, he is actually given a sex change that he didn't ask for at birth. And the men I know that underwent this, they are all horrified and they all actually went back to living as men. So it didn't work, you know, they they got castrated, they got shot up with hormones, and they were forced to try to live as a girl. They were given girls' names, and, you know, the parents are encouraged to, to give them very strong gendering as women, and yet they go back to being men because that's what they felt inside all along. Fortunately, because of how humanity is evolving to understand and embrace diversity rather than try to eliminate it, that's really helping us. Mm-hmm. In the past, when I first started speaking about this, I'd get a lot of like, well, do the surgeries help or it would be so hard to be this way? And now, actually, I rarely hear that at all. I hear people more often say, oh, my God, why would people do that? Why would you operate on an infant's genitals? You don't even know what they're going to grow up to be. And that shift in mentality is a result of people really learning to recognize that we're all diverse. You know, you don't know what someone is going to grow up into. So let them grow up and decide for themselves. How would you differentiate trans community from the intersex community? Basically, intersex people are born with a physical difference that is either visibly perceivable or is perceivable if you run some medical tests. So that is the difference. We are born with bodies that fall outside of typical male and female norms. 
there is an overlap. There are some trans people who later discover that they are also intersex, right? But if we're not talking about this subgroup, you could say that trans people are born with typical male or female bodies, but don't identify as the gender that they're supposed to in those male or female bodies. The reason I want to really be clear is, since I am an advocate for the intersex community, it's really lovely to look at the way that our very existence troubles the binary. I think that's wonderful for society. But what we sadly experience way too often is professors teaching about intersex people, and yet they don't even mention the fact that right now, every single day, an intersex baby is undergoing a human rights violation. You are listening to TTV Talk to Vosh. In the Life, coming up now on the Rainbow Minute. Many of the intellectual figures of the Harlem Renaissance were primarily attracted to members of the same sex. They were said to be in the life. It became fashionable for white partygoers from Manhattan to seek the exotic, unrestrained nightlife of Harlem, where social restrictions were often left at the door. They went to basement speakeasies or to cabarets like the Cotton Club. There, black entertainers rubbed elbows with homosexuals and transvestites, which was considered quite chic. Many partygoers were gay themselves, meeting in Harlem bars that catered to the black and white, the heterosexual and homosexual. Harlem was flourishing and had emerged as a center of black American music, literature, and art. The Rainbow Minute is produced by Judd Proctor and Brian Burns and recorded in the studios at WRIR in Richmond, Virginia, and read by volunteers like me, Anna Edwards. This is Vosh Bodhi talking with intersex person and activist, Hita Valoria. Right now, every single day, an intersex baby is undergoing a human rights violation. This brings us to really why you are here. Something truly revolutionary has just happened. The intersex community got together and did what? We had the third international intersex forum. And so we published a statement. It's just simply called the statement by the Third International Intersex Forum. And it is a statement of our demands as a community. It's telling the world this is what we want. And it is compiled by 30 intersex advocacy organizations from every continent in the world, except Antarctica. (laughs) And so this is really a consensus statement on what intersex advocates want, what the community as a whole agrees that we want and need. I've been referring to it as a manifesto. Yeah, yeah. A declaration of who you are, that you exist as a people, and then what your demands are. Why don't you tell me some of the key salient points within this statement? Well, the first one is to put an end to mutilating and normalizing practices such as genital surgeries, psychological and other medical treatments through legislative and other means. So just like female genital mutilation was banned, we want intersex genital mutilation to be banned as well. That should not be something that ever happens non-consensually, period. I believe that we as spirits experience our bodies, this plane, through sexual pleasure. Mm -hmm. and through intense emotion. Mm -hmm. Everything else we go through, you can reduce it to that. So doing what people are doing to the intersex community is actually severing the ability for the spirit to have a full experience in this plane, and it has to stop. 
beautifully put. I love that. I'm going to quote you on that. Um, so the, the second thing is to put an end to pre-implantation genetic diagnosis, prenatal screening and treatment, and selective abortion of intersex fetuses. There's also these prenatal drug treatments that are harmful both to the mother and the infant, and those are still going on. It's a drug called dexamethasone or DEX, D-E-X. And there's a lot written on that, which is great that needs to end as well. And then put an end to infanticides and killing of intersex people. I know I see your face of shock. Oh, and the last one that I think is really important is that as a community, we agree that we need to depathologize intersex variations. In other words, no more disorders of sex development or DSD, as it's known. That is harmful. It portrays us as inherently inferior. It's been done to the other members of the LGBTI community, as we know, right? Homosexuality used to be a psychosexual disorder. Trans used to be gender identity disorder. And we are still currently a disorder. And we want that to end as well. Those are the main things. We basically just want equal human rights. Absolutely. Now that this statement has come out, what are the next steps for you and the intersex community? Well, we are working at our different capacities all around the world to basically work with either legislators, the medical community, parent groups, anyone who has a hand in how we are treated to push for these non-consensual practices to end and to push for anti-discrimination legislation, which would affect people where these practices don't even exist, right? That is really the next step. We need serious legislation to protect our human rights. Unfortunately, it is a step that takes time, right? Like we see the LGBT community, it started its movement earlier than we did, 30 years before ours did, back in the 60s. And only now is anti-discrimination legislation happening in some parts of the world. So I understand, and many others understand, we're in this for the long haul. It's a process, but it's happening, and that's where we're going. I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure that it happens as quickly as possible. Ah, thank you. How do people get in touch with you? OII-USA.org. That is the organization. There is a pamphlet called Brief Guidelines for Intersex Allies, available on the website, oii-usa.org, and also one called Your Beautiful Child Information for Parents. Both are wonderful resources, whether you're a parent or just someone who wants to be an ally, to really get educated and learn how to spread the word. Where can people find this full statement? The easiest way is to just Google Third International Intersex Forum Statement, and it comes up on the ILGA website. That's ILGA.org. And it's also on OII USA's website, OII-USA.org. Fantastic. How do you feel about being you right now? I love it. <laughs> I feel really blessed. I feel so blessed that I'm not living in a place and time where it's dangerous to be who I am. And I feel like I'm, I'm making the most of it. I know that there are people, and I've, I've met some of my colleagues, that, that it's not safe for them to be out about who they are. So I think it's a real blessing and a gift. I'm blessed that I didn't receive these mutilating, normalizing surgeries, and I'm allowed to live intact as I am. And basically, I'm going to take that gift and use it to spread love and acceptance as much as I can, you know, to be a voice to tell people like we do actually exist. The world is not just male and female. And that is beautiful and perfectly okay. Well, know that you always, always have a friend in me and I will do anything that I can to help this cause. Oh, thank you, Vosh. It's uh, wonderful to have allies like you. And I feel it. I know it. <laughs> <laughs> So you heard it here first, everyone. The intersex community on the planet 
They are organized, they have a statement saying that they need to be recognized and they need your help to reach full equality. This is Vosh Bodhi. Remember, if you have a story to tell, TTV, talk to Vosh.